Welcome to the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. I'm Gary Fink, and hello, Glenn Reppel. How are you today? Hey, blessings to you, Gary. Oh, I I am just so excited. Um, you know, it's so exciting to get feedback from people who are looking at the Kingdom Living Podcast. It's all part of the Reppel Minute. Um, you do that. You've been doing the daily Reppel Minute, getting that into people's inboxes. A lot of people find it on Facebook, Twitter. Um, LinkedIn, uh, basically every place you can get social media. Uh, and you've been doing that daily Monday through Friday biblical inspiration piece uh, since 2006 continually. And then it's hard for me to imagine, Glenn, that here we are. Uh, this is episode number 91 of the Kingdom Living podcast, and it's growing and growing. And it's so heartwarming to see. I think that we were just looking at a report where uh, over any given 90-day uh, period, it's it's impacting uh, literally 2.4 million people around the globe. And so that's exciting. But what's really exciting is just like what you shared uh, as we were talking before the broadcast, or you had the opportunity to share the gospel because you're a business person and you have a company called GA Repl and Company. And through that, that really allows you to operate in the realm of marketplace ministry, and you get to share the gospel every time you go to work. And I love that about the marketplace ministry aspect of, of all that we talk about, Glenn. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we've shared the whole, whole idea that work is worship, and we recognize that everything we do is in a redemptive, pro it can be in a redemptive process. And uh, we've done some teaching on that. And, and we're here to redeem uh, as, as, as sons, as childs of God. Um, and, and so we want to be, we are like Jesus. So we want to be Jesus here on earth. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, you know, that's always our prayer before we begin the broadcast is Holy Spirit lead and guide us because we talked, we talk a lot as we explain what this is about to folks. And we say, you know, this is not an opinion show, because literally what we're doing is at the end of the day, it's Bible study, right? Because we're just talking about the word of God. And, and I think I really personally believe the closer that you, um, uh, that you you take and incorporate the Word of God for yourself. That you're reading your Bible and you're you're looking at different translations to help you get the full uh, meaning of what you're reading. It really helps you get that relationship with God. Because we've talked so many times, Glenn. It's not really about religion. It really is about relationship with the Lord in that. And I'm really excited about today's topic because you know so often in Christianity we talk about. Um, how how Jesus is our is our savior uh, that that we're born again we're redeemed all these good things but you're going to take it to a whole nother level with today's conversation and I think I think it, it it the title may be a little bit unusual for some folks but I think if you stay with us for a minute you're really going to understand how this fits into the kingdom living principles Glenn I'm so excited to see us yeah, get rolling yeah it it really does because I think sometimes we have to. Uh, kind of shake loose some things in our heads because we have these preconceived ideas. And that's why we're, the book fraud was so important. These frauds that we believe, these lies that are in our, our heads uh, about how we think about God, how we think about ourselves, our spouse, our children, uh, about our work. And so so that's an important part that we, we, we have a kingdom mindset rather than this uh, fallen mindset that we have. And so we're going to be challenging some of that today. Uh, so good, Glenn. Yeah, and it really ties back as you usually begin our, our weekly teachings and you talk about 
red line, green line living, because that is so important to get that foundational piece of it so that you so that everything builds on everything. And I just want to remind you, if you're new to this, it's fine. You're just diving into the pool with us. And thank you for being here. But also know all you have to do is go to the REPL Minute and you can pull up every single episode and really walk your way through this. Uh, and, and our prayer is always that it has meaning for you. And if it does, like and share it with the folks around you and let it be a blessing uh, is our prayer for them as well. So, Glenn, let's go. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they need to know there's there's only one agenda here, and that's to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we don't ask for money. Uh, we want to spread the word. We want to spread the word around the globe. That's that's the desire. And to God be the glory. Who would have known that would be impacting this many people across the globe? Uh, so here, here's, here's part of the questions we're going to ask today is what day were you married? That's kind of an interesting question. What day were you married? And then here's another question. What day, what day did you become a virgin? Ooh, see, that's a word. <laughs> see, there's some things we can say here on the podcast I probably would not be able to, to do in, in, a, in a building with a steeple on it. But this is going to be so important because we don't use this word virgin. What day did you become a virgin? What day did you lose your virginity? Oh, I mean, these are questions. Now, again, you're going to see this is a different mindset than what you're going to be thinking uh, about these questions. And so as, as we look at this, what we want to do is we like to put the fraud fire extinguisher on everything that we, we, we teach. And that's the, the book fraud that we, we deal with. And we, and we want we're going to take that lie, that mindset that may be in your head. And that's that lost virginity uh, that we may be having from our past. And, and, and we're going to be restoring that. That virginity is redeemed. It's restored. That restored innocence has been restored. And, and, and so uh, uh, this is going to be fun. And so we read in Acts 17, 31, in the resurrection, in the resurrection, God gave proof to the redeemed innocence of mankind. The day, the day, and the person prophesied was fulfilled in Christ. So we need to bring some meaning even to those statements there. But you're going to see we're going to be going through uh, much of this. So, so uh, as we always do, we like to, to, to go through, as Carrie had just mentioned, uh, kind of our, our, our major theme that we've had over all the, all the broadcasts is the idea of just understanding God's intention for mankind always was this green line, this, this content was a forever line that was always for mankind. And the question we like to ask and, and just so important to get in us is just some of the basics. What are the three greatest historical events ever? What are the three greatest historical events ever? And so many times we look at the current events and we look at wars and, we, and so forth. But, but let's go back and, and the answers on this schematic here. Uh, but the, the first and greatest historical event was creation was creation. God made and spoke everything into it. He spoke words. Words are so important. Uh, he spoke everything into creation. And how'd that work out? He made man uh, in his image and likeness. And so we had Adam. And so how to do with Adam? We had two trees. We had the tree of life, and I like to call it the tree of death, the tree of good and evil. And so we, had, so we had the two trees. And so if you eat of the tree of good and evil, you're going to surely 
die. And so uh, at that point in time, uh, Eve and, and, and Adam, they, they ate of the, of the tree of death. And so we call that's the second greatest historical event is, is the fall. That's the fall. And that's when we lost our virginity. That's when we lost our virginity at that point in time. And rebellion, and death, sickness, uh, disease, uh, selfishness, shame, guilt, pain, condemnation, inferiority. We're, we had that orphan spirit, that we had rejection, injustice, and fear. All of that came into our lives. And that's what we're born into is, is, is that lost, fallen mindset, that mindset. And that's why we call this the red line living. But thanks be to God that God loved humanity so much that he sent himself in the form of his son, Jesus, God, Jesus, uh, that Jesus Christ, that he redeemed. So the third and greatest uh, historical event is redemption, the recreation back into, and this is known before, and God knew us, he knew us, he knew he knew he's going to have to redeem man, and he made us back into that recreated life, and with that, when we receive that and understand that through the revelation of God's, of God's loving us so much, <clears throat> we receive him, the Holy Spirit comes in us, heaven is open now, for us. And so this kingdom of darkness that we're, uh, that we're uh, born into uh, is, is no longer the, the issue. We have heaven open. We have the Holy Spirit. We have, we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the divine nature of God living inside of us. And we enter into this tree of life uh, that, that, that we have. So we're, we're, we, and we, we have the love of God uh, of, 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 of the joy of God, the peace, patience uh, that lives inside of us. And so what, and, and what we have is that with this kingdom of darkness is like a bottomless pit that never ends. And, and darkness represents mankind's ignorance. It's the ignorance of the redeemed identity and innocence. So in the book, Fraud, that, we, that, that the Lord's given us to write, is, is that, and I see that as a key thing, th a theme is our our identity of who we are, and that we've been made righteous. So when we've been recreated, uh, uh, Christ who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we've been made righteous. So that ignorance of, 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 of keeping us not knowing that we've been made virgins. We're going to learn what the word virgin is in, in, in a few minutes here, but it's so neat. And so it happens, and this is the kingdom that has the sorrow and the worship and the fear and the heaviness, the toil and labor, and just performance. And, and there's a religious spirit that goes on too, that we've been broken of that religious spirit, that performance-based spirit, because of everything Jesus did, we have liberty and freedom, not by what we've done, but what Jesus Christ has done uh, through the cross, the redemption. We died with him, we rose with him, we're sitting with him now. So what, what, uh, one of the scriptures that, that, that is our, our base scripture today uh, that we'll be going through is the, the, the parable of, of the virgins. And this is just so neat, because I do this in a teaching uh, but sometimes what I'm going, 
And, and, and on Tuesday, when uh, Monday and Tuesday of this week, the Lord just started putting, hey, this is what I want you to teach on, or, or at least to go through. When I say teach on, we're going to be looking at the scriptures. And again, as Carrie said, we use multiple uh, 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 translations and looking at things and digging deep. And so this, this is the, this is the, uh, uh, the parable of, of, of the ten virgins. Uh, and, and this is an example of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And this is Jesus speaking. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins. And, and I put that in there because there's really four words uh, that, that, that really stand, stood out to me as I went through this and started asking questions. What does this really mean? Uh, like the 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. So the virgins meeting their bridegroom. And, and who's the bridegroom? Yeah, that's right. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's Jesus Christ. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and uh, uh, took their lamps and took no oil with them. And oil is representative of, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but that's not going to be one of the words that we're going to be dealing with here because it's going to take the Holy Spirit to really reveal to you these words because we're going to be going through a lot of scriptures here. So uh, we just pray that, that, that the Holy Spirit will work through the words that we're speaking as we read here. But the wise took oil and their vessels with their lamps. But, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, behold, behold, the bridegroom, Jesus is coming. He's coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and then fully said to the wives, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But this is the part that really, 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 I started asking the question. But the wise answered saying, no, no, lest there should not be enough for us and and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. That was the question. I guess, what's that really mean? What's the buy, the sell and buy mean? And we'll get into that. And while they went to buy the bridegroom, the bridegroom came for the virgins came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, to the feast, the wedding. <clears throat> and the door was shut. Afterward, the afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open, open up, open us. But he answered, said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for, for, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. That's the other word here is come. Come. We talked a little of teaching on that in our last podcast. So, so when we look at this, and there's a scripture that we have continually used as one of our, our base scriptures is, is, the, is the idea uh, we're one with Christ. And, and this is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. And it's so important uh, that we, we grasp uh, this idea, because this is central through, through, uh, through just the whole theme of the Bible. Is in, And as we get this, and I like this in the Passion Translation, is that Christ's resurrection is, and I like to personalize, is my resurrection too, is your resurrection too. This is why we yearn, our yearning for our whole soul, our body, spirit inside us all. So this is why I yearn for all that is from above, the heavenly realm, not 
the, the, the bottomless pit realm, the kingdom of darkness. I'm, I'm, I'm yearning for that kingdom of God that is from above. And that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Who else sits with Christ? We do. And we're going to see this because we're resurrected with him. We ascended with him. So, so yes, and this is what we're to feast on. So yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm, the spiritual realm, and fill your thoughts with, this is so good, good word, heavenly realities, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. And it's so easy to get distracted with what we see physically and miss what really what, what really is the real world, the spiritual world, and the spiritual world created the natural world. So verse three here, your, my crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now, now my true life, my real life, my true life is hidden away where? In God and Christ Jesus. Now this verse is, is the part that just ties it together too. And as Christ himself, so this is an important part here to the teaching today, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is. So as Christ is seen for who he really is, who I really am will also be revealed. As I see Christ as the anointed one, the Savior, the Lord, and understand how much he loved me and loved humanity, I can see myself as a virgin, a virgin, because I'm not tied into the world system of what I see. I now am open to see the way he sees and the way he sees me. So as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who I really am, who you really are, will also be revealed. And here it is. For we, you and I, are now one with him in his glory. So we're with him now in his glory. Can we see that? Can we get that? Can we see that with our spiritual eyes? And as Christ is revealed, because he had to leave so that the Holy Spirit could come and live inside of us. So, so we have in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, the tabernacle. And, and in the tabernacle, we had an outer court, we had the holy place and the holy of holies. And so in the outer court, uh, I'm not going to do the whole teaching on this, but, but, but the whole idea is, is that we had the brazen altar, which was the, the sacrifice. So they sacrificed. And the whole idea was to be cleansed, to be cleansed by the water, to be cleansed by the light. And we enter into the holy of holies. And our guilt consciences sometimes holds us back from really entering into so so my 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 um uh, my uh, lack of you know I'm, I'm not a virgin i can't do it I, my guilt conscience meaning these thought patterns we have of our past keep us from who we are but jesus came and he says we are virgins and he is the bridegroom that 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 we're gonna see he is marrying us. The marriage has happened. We're married. We've been adopted into as sons and daughters. And we carry that virginity into the holy of holies, not by anything we've done, but because of what the blood of Jesus did. And we read in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19. Have you forgotten that your body now is that tabernacle, is the temple of the, holy, of the spirit of holiness? 
The body is now the sacred, sacred, sacred. That's that virgin. That's that pure, holy temple of the spirit of holiness who lives where? In us. You don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift, for the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives where? Inside of us, inside of our sanctuary. That's that tabernacle that is there. So you were God's expensive purchase paid. Remember when I read about the 10 virgins and they did go out and buy and sell? Well, that's what it was. We were purchased. We were bought for. And so the foolish ones did not understand what, what the bridegroom was about. They didn't understand. They were just looking at, at the marriage part. They didn't really look at really what redemption was about, that, that that price has been paid. We have been married, and we are virgins entering into this marital relationship. We've been washed clean, and we can enter into the holy holy. So, so you were God's expensive purchase paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God, our spirit, soul, and body to bring glory to God. So, and this, this is uh, another key scripture here in Hebrews 10, and this has been meaningful in my own life. And, and there's an incident in my own life that, boy, this just really totally, I was carrying a guilt conscience. And, and then this scripture just totally, totally, totally changed this. So, so now we are brothers. So now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of what? Not anything we've done, but because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation. So we can enter in now into that tabernacle, that sanctuary where he exists in the holy of holies, into his presence. So many times I feel like uh, my brothers and sisters that, that we carry this guilt conscious, uh, I'm not good enough, uh, my lack of virginity, I've, I've given up my virginity, you know, I'm not pure, I'm not holy, but that's not what the word, the, the word of God is telling us we're righteous, holy, we have been made virgins, and we are a part of that marriage feast of the Lamb now, and so we can enter boldly into the holy of holies, and so many times I feel like we're staying on the outside of that veil and not entering into the holy of holies, but the veil was torn. Okay, so for he has dedicated, he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus's body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. Not by any performance of us, but because of what Jesus Christ did, what God did in loving us through his son. And since we now have a magnificent high priest who is Christ Jesus, to welcome us into God's house, living inside of us, we come closer to God and approach him, and approach him how? With an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. So here's an important part. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity. Our purity is there. We're virgins now. We are pure. So with the blood to remove purity, and we've been freed from an accusing conscience, now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. And when we can recognize that in our mind, will, and our emotions, in our body, there's healing going on, even as I speak that, because our identity of realizing, hey, that's really who I am. 
He has washed us clean, unstained, and we're presentable to God inside and out. Now, this is a now gospel. So what what we so here's here's um here's what here's what the, the word by means is is that uh in in, in when we're talking about the, the 10 virgins and, and and they said go by and the word by here and I may not pronounce this right but it's gerso and and the usage is I buy out buy away from it's a ransom I purchased out, I buy, redeemed, and I choose. And we have been chosen. Uh, and, 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 and with this, a part of this is the rent. So, so we, we have traded our old nature for the new nature. And that's why Jesus came, is for that redemptive purpose. So he bought us with a price. And so the, 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 to buy off, and then and down to the bottom here in the footnotes are a, a part of this definition, is metaphorically of Christ freeing men from the dominion of the Mosaic law and the price of his vicarious death. We've been redeemed from the law and the law of love, the love of grace, the law of grace is living inside of us. So the law of performance is gone. And so, so now... And, and then here's the definition also of a maiden, a virgin. I thought this is really good because, because what happens, we, we put this into a sexual context and really from a, uh, from a, a spiritual standpoint, uh, we've been washed pure, a maiden, uh, maiden and a virgin, uh, extended to men who have not known women. Okay, now down at the bottom here, figuratively, it speaks believers when they are pure. Believers when they are pure. And in the scripture I just read there in, in Hebrews 10 is, is how we've been washed clean by the blood. And we have the washing of the word over us and chaste, faithful to Christ, their heavenly bridegroom. So inside of this, anytime we're loving the world and the things of the world more than we're loving uh, our Lord, uh, we're, we're being washed by, by the, the kingdom of darkness and that mindset of recognizing uh, uh, and, 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 and reverencing and worshiping the world more than the love of God. He's washed us clean. We've been set free. So believe it, the faithfulness to Christ, their heavenly bridegroom uh, is so, so important. So, and we read now, uh, in, in that last scripture, one of the things that, that we're going through was, was uh, I, I want to go, is, is now in Revelations, Revelations uh, uh, 14 verses three, verse 3. And this is so neat because we're going to see this all tied together, the bought, and we're going to see the virgin, and we're going to see the, these four words, which is by, virgin, the bridegroom, and come. Those are the four words that were, that, that, that were in, in the, uh, uh, the parable of, of, the, of the ten virgins. So in, in Revelations 4, 3, and this is in the, the mirror translations, and we see the study notes here, there was a strange yet familiar newness to their song, almost as if it was reflected in the face of the throne and echoed to the faces of the living creatures and the elders, a song which could not be taught or learned. It is a song, look at it. this is the song, this is the music, it's the song of the redeemed represented here in the 144,000s, plural. It's not just 100, it's thousands who are bought from the claim and clutches of the earth. We've been bought 
from, we've been redeemed from. And what we see here uh, is, is that idea of bought here is to buy in a typical market context away from the earth, just when it seemed that no one could buy and sell. This is in Revelation, that no one could buy and sell any longer unless they were worshiping the beast. And so what happens, we have the tendency to worship the world rather than to worship. We've been bought with a price. And this is kind of neat here in this, this a transaction takes place in a superior currency and in the realm that frees the human race from their slavery, the slavery, slavery to the adulterous affair uh, that we've had with the world and rather than the kingdom of God. Just like the prophetic picture of Israel's freedom from Pharaoh, uh, and we read this in Isaiah 29, 13, and the Lord said, because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment of men learned by repetition. That's religious, religious acts, and not really ever knowing me with their heart. And so what happens, verse four is, is really important here, and this begins tying this together. These, bold, these boldly exhibited the first fruit of the Lamb's doing. Here we have blameless innocence on display and redefined. What the law of performance failed to do, the lamb did, the sacrificial lamb of Jesus did. They are pure and unblemished in their close association with the lamb. As, we, as, 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 we, uh, as Christ is revealed for who he really is, who we are also are will be revealed. So as, as we understand what Christ did, the sacrifice he made, and understand what, the, what he did to redeem, to make us sons, to manifest the earth here now, redeemed back with the Holy Spirit. He purchased and rescued us out of the grip of an enslaved, look at that, enslaved fallen humanity representing the entire human race as first fruits of God and the Lamb. We're first fruits. We are sons. We're here to manifest the earth, and, 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 and we are Christ. Christ, the word Christ, Jesus is his name. Christ means anointing. And so we have that same anointing on us because we are, we, Christ is in us, the hope of glory, and, and we represent him here on earth. We are like Christ. We have the mind of Christ. These first fruit redeemed ones have witnessed mankind's joint association in the full range of the Lamb's journey. They're all, look at this, look at this. They are all marriageable maidens with their virginity intact. Their default settings are fully rebooted. <laughs> Don't you love that? So we are these first fruits, our marriageable maidens with, with the bridegroom, our virginity is intact. Their default settings have been fully rebooted and our marriage has happened. So the marriage has happened with our with, with our Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that powerful? You, and, and this is in 2 Corinthians 11, 2, and this is in the Passion Trap. 
you need to know that God's passion, and that, now this, this is Paul speaking, you need to know that God's passion is burning inside of me for you. He's speaking it because like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ. I've pledged your marriage, your hand in marriage to Christ, your true bridegroom. <laughs> I've also promised that I would present his fiance to him as a pure virgin bride. So we're presented to Christ as pure virgin bride. The guilt and the shame and the conduct of the orphan spirit has been gone. We understand how much he loves us. And the foot, footnote here is, is Paul using the imagery of a bride and bridegroom to describe our relationship in Christ, to Christ. And, and so that's just so important. And what we see here in these next verses, and this is in Hosea 2, 19 through 21. And this, understand, but this was written almost 700 years uh, before Christ came to earth. And, and we see, I will betroth you to, to me forever. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in steadfast love, and in mercy. I will, even I will even betroth you to me in stability and in faithfulness, and you shall know and recognize and be acquitted, uh, acquainted with, appreciated, give heed to, and cherish the Lord. And here's an important word. This is the day. And in that day, I will respond, says the Lord, and respond to the heavens, which ask for rain. That's that water that we talked about in our last podcast. Important, uh, the testimony of the spirit, the water and the blood is. I will ask for rain to pour on earth, to fertilize the earth, and to respond to the earth, which begs for the rain it needs. And then we read in John 3, uh, 27 through 29, and this is so important. And John answered them, a person, a person cannot receive even one thing unless, now this is so neat. A person cannot receive one thing, this is John the Baptist being, uh, even one thing unless God bestows it. That's so important. You've heard me tell you that I am not the Messiah. This is John the Baptist. I'm not the, uh, I'm not the Messiah, but certainly I am the messenger sent ahead of him. He is the bridegroom. And the bride belongs to him. The virgin belongs to him. He's cleansed. He's clean. They're pure and holy. I am the friend. I am the friend of the bridegroom who stands hereby and listens with great joy to the bridegroom's voice because of his words, my joy is complete and overflows. Wow, that's powerful. So what we see are some other scriptures here that really help define uh, uh, the bride and the bridegroom in, 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 in this marriage. And, and this is in Ephesians 5, 25 through 26. And this is important that we see this uh, because we've just, and, and to the husbands and to us, you are to be, you're to demonstrate love for your wives. And again, so when I look at our wives as virgins with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride, his bride, for he died for us, sacrificing himself. To, he did this to what? To make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God, to make us to be virgins so that the bridegroom accepts us in. 
And then we read also in Revelations 19, 6 through 8. Then I heard what seemed to be a thunderous voice of a great multitude, like the sound of massive, here's this waterfall and mighty peals of thunder crying out, hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the mighty, the mighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt with him and give him glory because of what? The wedding celebration, the wedding celebration of the lamb has come, has come. And his bride has made herself ready that you and I find linen shining bright and clear and has been given to her to wear. And the fine linen represents what? The righteous deeds of his holy believer. So out of the righteousness, God, out of the purity uh, and the cleansing that we have, there's deeds that do flow out, out of that from the throne. So, and I love this scripture here in, in Acts 17, 31. In the resurrection, God gave to the redeemed, he gave, God gave proof to the redeemed innocence of mankind. The day and the person prophesied was fulfilled in Jesus. In the resurrection, God gave proof to the redeemed innocence, purity, virginity of mankind. The day and the person prophesied was fulfilled in Jesus. We read in the Amplified, uh, the, same, the same verse is because he has fixed a day. He's fixed a day, and that's what I, he's fixed a day when he will judge the world righteously, justly, by a man whom he has destined and appointed for that task. And he has made this incredible and given conviction and assurance and evidence to everyone by raising him, the resurrection, resurrection from the dead. So that's the evidence that, that we have. In, in other scriptures that just tie all this together uh, of, of that we've been made, we're virgins, we're pure, we've been washed clean. And, and in John 14, 20, which I just love, John 14, it's just great scriptures that, that, that just gives us identity. In that day, in that day, you will know, now this is Jesus speaking, this is, he's speaking, in that day, you will know that we are in seamless union with one another. I am in the Father, you're in me, and I am in you. That's that triune God. That Jesus is in, uh, Christ is in the Father, Father's in Christ, Christ is in us, uh, the Holy Spirit's in It's all, we're triune with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, with the Son. And then in Zechariah 3, verse 9, you will behold, and we're dealing with the day, for behold, upon the stone which I have set before Joshua, upon a single stone with seven facets, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts. I will remove, look at this, I will remove the guilt of the earth in a single day. That's Zechariah. That's before Christ. This is a prophetic statement showing that the guilt of the earth will be removed in a single day. And then Isaiah prophetically also, verse 66, verse 8, uh, chapter 66, verse 8. <clears throat> Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a, shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? So what was brought forth? in a day, in a moment. The veil was torn. The kingdom of God was entered in through the Holy Spirit for those sons to manifest the earth. 
And then this is so important. This is Hosea 6, 2. And again, over 600 years before, uh, 700 years before Jesus. And in this prophesied is after two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he's going to come out of the grave. On the third day, he'll rise, rise us up and we will live before him. We came out of the grave with him. And in Matthew 20, 24, 34, sometimes people just miss this one. Now, this is Jesus speaking again. And he says, I tell you in solemn truth that this present, this is a present generation, a generation living as he's speaking right here. This, and again, he has not gone to the cross. He has not gone to the cross yet. So he said, I tell you the solemn truth that the present generation will certainly not pass without all these things having first taken place, which is what? Going to the cross, his resurrection, his living 40 days on earth, and his ascension, all that. And so that took place in that present generation. All these things. So he's speaking prophetically, saying all these things will take place in that present generation. So what we read also, 1 Thess Thessalonians uh, 5, verse 23. <clears throat> They're away from any effort of your own. Discover how the God of perfect peace, how the God of perfect peace, who fused you, us skillfully into oneness, just like a master craftsman with dovetail, a carpenter joint has personally, here we are, personally perfected and sanctified the entire harmony of your being without your help. The virginity, the restoring of our purity and righteousness has been restored. And here it is. This goes into that, uh, that rebooting. He has restored the, def the detailed default settings. You're, you were rebooted. We've been restored, redeemed. He is, he's restored the default, uh, the, the detailed default said, you were rebooted to fully participate in the life of our original design in your spirit, soul, and body and blameless innocence in the immediate presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that's so good. This just applies to everything we've seen. Our virginity has been restored and rebooted. The purity, we can enter, the veil has been torn. We can enter the holy place. We can enter into the presence of God now through our high priest, Jesus Christ, not by anything, any performance we've done, but because of what he has done. We've been rebooted. Isn't that a great word? Because we understand that in today's language. And that's one of the reasons that this teaching is so important to me, because I think we understand the lack of our, our virginity lost and, and our virginity restored. It's hard sometimes because I love to teach, and, I, and the main part of the teaching is I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so many times that may be harder to understand, but we understand the lost virginity because we're tied so much to our sexual lives that, that we think, oh, I can't be pure. Look at what I did. Look at, the, look at the sins of my past. But he wiped all that out. We've been rebooted. Our, and, and our detailed uh, uh, default settings have been rebooted. And we've fully restored spirit, soul, and body. We're blameless. And, and we can enter into the immediate presence of Christ now. And this is a scripture we've talked about in the past. And this is where the word come 
come comes in. in Revelation 22, 17 is, is come, 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 says the Holy Spirit and the bride, the Holy Spirit and the bride in divine duet. Let everyone who hears. So what kind of ears? This is the physical ears. Let's hear the spiritual. Let's listen through the Holy Spirit. Let everyone who hears this duet of Holy Spirit and the bride join them in saying, come, come. Let everyone gripped with the spiritual thirst say, come. Let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. Come. This is a now. This is a now. Come. Reveal yourself to him. As Christ is seen for who he really is, who I am will also be re revealed because I am one with him now in his glory. He's revealing himself to us and our identity is also being revealed. So, and, and this has been one of my favorite scriptures. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in, are we in Christ? Yes. The new creation, that virginity has come. We've been washed clean. The old is gone. The new is here. We've been totally, totally restored. And so our identity, our identity is so, so important is that, uh, and, and we read this in Colossians 3, verses 10 through 11, for you have acquired new creation life. We have this new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created us, who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. Now, that's just a mouthful right there, is for you, you have acquired new creation life. New virginity, it's happened. You're pure, you're holy, you're righteous, you've been sanctified, you're a saint, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, and I really like this in the Passion Translation here, your nationality makes no difference. Your ethnicity makes no difference. Your education makes no difference, nor your economic status. They matter nothing. And he's writing this to believers. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. And what we see down here, our nationality is the kingdom of God. Our ethnicity is the family of God. Our education is the wisdom of God. And our economic status is we are heirs of all the riches and the wealth of the kingdom of God. That we have with us now. So again, the question then is what day were you married? <laughs> what day were you born again? What day did you receive the revelation that you're a son, that you're a bride, that you're a virgin? You've been cleansed and washed totally, totally clean. And so what day did you become a virgin? What day did you lose your virginity? We lost our virginity at the fall. And we gained our, we became virgins through the blood of Jesus Christ, that we can be that marriage lamb. We can marry and enter into his presence now. Wow. Amen and amen. And I amen. Just you receive that as the Holy Spirit guides and directs your thoughts today. Wow, Glenn. You know, every time we have the conversation about, um, you know, being born again, being redeemed, being saved, you know, there is this entire concept of renewing. And so often what happens, Glenn, is even if somebody 
uh, professes uh, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, there's still a whole nother level to move to because you really have to, just like you've been explaining and sharing scripture by scripture, you really have to get a sense that all is new again. So everything, you know, in, in the older church days, people would say it's all under the blood and, and it's all covered by the blood. And this is exactly the point that you're that you're you're making in in today's teaching is that literally we're in a new we're in a whole new place. That's why the red the red line living really kind of fades in the background as you walk closer with God and you spend more and more time understanding God's purpose for you here and the blessings that He has for you on that green line, Glenn. And it's a now. It's now. Yes. I mean, it, it happened 2,000 years ago, but, but the now, the revelation is now for us to receive it. This isn't in the sweet by and by that we get this revelation. It's, we don't have to die to, to get this. This is a now. He came to redeem mankind now to manifest the earth and, and, and as sons. And so with that, that light of Christ, the anointing of Christ shines through his children. And with that, we're bringing Christ Christ, all of us, and this is that 144,000, that's the redeemed of the Lord's manifesting the earth now, not tomorrow, this is a now gospel. Yeah, no, exactly, and not only that, you know, I was thinking, we talk so much, as, as you think back through the titles in the Kingdom Living series that we've been uh, covering, as you've taught, you know, different things, you know, we have that one that I think is really revelational called heaven is open now, because so often traditional teachings have us understand we have an eternal salvation, which is which is wonderful. That's the greatest thing ever. But it, it also doesn't focus in on the fact, uh, as you said, that the veil was torn from the top to the bottom and, and access is granted. So, so we have that as we walk. And, and, and you know, even the, the last message we did uh, last week where you were teaching on living waters. It's all in that same thing. Once the Holy Spirit is living inside you and you're 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 actively seeking uh seeking that relationship with the Lord through your own Bible study, it really unlocks things in a whole different way, Glenn. Yeah, and that's that's just so important is is that in our own studying of the word of God. I, I just, yes. If anything uh, that would be one of the things that I really want to encourage people to do is, is listen to, to teachings, listen, listen to the word of God. Uh, and again, he is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your teacher uh, and, and just working through other people. And then then and write it down, write it down uh, uh, and, and then share it with other people uh, like what we're doing here, because that's where we get the word of God out and then begin speaking it. It'll, it'll happen as as and, and and again, your light's going to be shining because because that double edged sword is God's word speaking through his children, through his sons and daughters, through his through his virgins. Uh, that's 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 how the word of God gets out there is speaking truth because light always shines on darkness and the cockroaches leave when you turn the light switch on. So we're bringing the light of the world. And that's what that's what the message is. This is a now gospel. This isn't a wait. Uh, wait and see. This is a glory that we have now through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have the victory now. A absolutely. And I know we always close out our show uh, where we go through together the B Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights. And then uh, I will ask 
if you if you uh, will, as we usually do, pray over everybody within the sound of this message, both those who are listening right now and those if you've been viewing or hearing this message and it has meaning for you, please like and share this with other people so that so that the blessing extends to them. And really, Glenn, I just wanted to kind of, uh, before we jumped into that, I just want to remind folks of all the resources that are available at therepleminute.com. You can uh, certainly, certainly uh, find all the episodes of the Kingdom Living Podcast. You can certainly uh, check out what we were talking about at the start of the show with the Repel Minute, the Daily Biblical Encouragement. Uh, there's more information about fraud, uh, the, what God has to say about the tactics of, in, of, of the enemy. And this is kind of what kicked a lot of this off is, Glenn, God just gave you 40 bite-sized chapters to get this whole conversation rolling. Makes a great study guide, you know, maybe get together with some friends in your in your workplace or, or uh, people that you like to study with and just share, share, the, share the good information that's in there. And then um, always, always, uh, Glenn, you know, we want to encourage people to get a hold of their Bible. And, you know, I was making the comment, a lot of us have the ability to have a smartphone today. And one of the th reasons that that can be so valuable, if you have access to that, is there's there's some great apps that are out there, like the the uh, U Bible app is a good one. Because, Glenn, as you're going through and you're sharing different teachings, you know, you're, you're careful to sometimes present one translation and then show it so we get the full context in another translation. And that's the beauty. We've never had a time such as this where it's that easy to access different translations so that we can make sure that we're really understanding the point God wants us to get from those, Glenn. Yeah, and then and, and you say, what's that mean? And then you can go in and, and go to Bible Hub or other places, yeah. and, and we'll get uh, what the definition of that word is, and it's totally yes. different than what, that our English language has. You go, oh, that's so cool. And we can, you know, because so many things times we're seeing it only in the natural, yes, spiritual meaning of what God's really trying. So, and that's what uh, you've used the word, Carrie, revelation. That that yes. word is so important, and that's the book of Revelation. He's revealed the book of Revelation is revealing Jesus. And Genesis is a book of Revelation revealing Jesus. So the whole Word of God, the whole Bible is about revealing. And, and the Holy Spirit has come to live in us to reveal Jesus. And as we understand who He is, we'll know who we are also. Yes. Now, I was just going to say, let's go ahead with the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights. It's such mm -hmm. an important thing. And as you know, Glenn, we always make that available as an offer. You'll see it on the screen right there. You can download this. Uh, print this out, same as the one with Christ message, because those are two really key foundational points. And I like to say it this way, go ahead and download them, maybe get it printed out so you can tack it up someplace that you're going to see it day in and day out and let it be a refresher for you each time that you come, come in contact with it. You see it, it reminds you of who you really are called to be. Yeah, you know, and, and Carrie, just as we did this uh, uh, this this teaching today, uh, in the back of, of the book is, and there's like what five or six pages single printed of just I am's, I am's. And so this declaration is also some of that type of I am. But now we need to add, I'm a virgin. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and again, I, I've always been teaching, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that's an important part. That's who I am because of what Jesus did. And because of what Jesus has done, I'm a virgin, I'm clean, I'm pure, I'm holy, I'm righteous, sanctified. So it's just another one of those. So write down your I am's uh, and you can do that on your cell phone or whatever you do and begin writing up a list as it gets revealed to you who you are. Write down those I am's. It's just so, so important. And when you may get down or something's happening, go pull that up, look at that. And oh, it just, it's, it's so important because the enemy wants to take away uh, what, what, who you really are in Christ, your anointing that he's given you. So let's read these declarations of uh, the believer's declaration of legal rights. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the holy, uh, the, the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly now. I have been recreated in God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with the righteousness, peace, and joy revealed through the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. I have, I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. They don't influence me anymore. I have through the Holy Spirit living in me the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. Glory yes. to God. Glory be to God. All right, let's, 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 Father, we, we thank, we praise you. Thank you for your word that goes out over all of this earth. And Father, we just pray that the listeners and those watching, Father, that they hear your voice. They hear your word speak into their heart. And Father, there's healing, there's rest, there's forgiveness going on. The love is being restored uh, from the Father. The love of the Father is abiding in, in them. They're seeing their sonship. They're seeing who they are, that they are the bride of Christ. They are a bride. They're pure and holy and righteous. Father, we just, we just thank you for your word. Uh, it is a river of living water flowing inside of us and out of us. That, that light of Christ shines and is a beacon light. And as healing happens in the soul and the body, the word of God is just refreshing and bringing new lives to every part of the cell, into the body, into your mind. And the forgiveness of Christ is being received in, in, their, in their spirit, in their soul, in their body now. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Glenn, for another amazing teaching. Again, as we close out, I want to remind you, if you're viewing this or hearing this as a podcast, you can get all of these uh, at therepleminute.com. You can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Repel Minute. Same with the Facebook page. You can like, follow uh, the Facebook page, The Repel Minute. And we're just excited that you're here. Thank you. I hope this is blessing you. And please share it with others so that uh, the idea is we keep the good word moving along throughout the earth here. And then uh, thank you, Glenn, again, and thank you, viewer, for joining us. And we will see you on the next edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Rep. We'll see you then. <laughs>